my dear Lord Goranga, please show your mercy to this lowly and destitute soul. <coughs> o Lord, there is none more fallen than myself in all the three worlds. Holding grass between my teeth, O Lord Goran, I am calling out to you now. Please be compassionate upon me. Come to reside within the temple of my heart. If you do not give your mercy, seeing how fallen I am, then why are you known as Patita Bhavan, the merciful savior of the fallen? I am plunged amidst the violent hurricane-stricken waves in the ocean of this material world, from which there is no escape. Kindly give me the gift of your divine lotus feet, which are compared to a boat in which your servant may cross over the ocean of birth and death. Narottam Das, the servant of the servant of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu, ceaselessly makes this prayer. Sri Narottam Das Thakur Ki Jai Prabhu Ki I was thinking about uh, this idea of comparative fallenness. Here he's saying, I am most fallen, <clears throat> most samal patita prabhu tri there is no one uh, Equal, sama means equal. Most samo, uh, I think, is kind of shorthand for my mora, mora sama. Mm. There's no one comparable to me in fallenness. You know that story about the devotee came to Prabhupada, threw himself at Prabhupada's feet, and said, Prabhupada, I'm the most fallen. And Prophet said, you're not so special. <laughs> what an instant deflation of ego, <laughs> like poking a pin. Uh, like poking a pin into a room you can keep it at the table. On the other hand, mm, we're all in the same boat, we say in English. Um, you have such expression in other languages. We're all in the same boat means we're all in, we all have the same trouble. We're all in the ocean of birth and death. So we might be more or less fallen in terms of how we are <coughs> living our lives 
in relation in terms of the modes of nature. Maybe we're very subject. That's good. Maybe someone is very tamasic. It is what it is. We're all in the same boat. So, Patita um, Pavana is saying in the song that you, Lord Chaitanya, are Patita Pavana. You are the purifier of the of the patita, those who are fallen. Uh, and he's challenging, are you really the purifier of the fallen? Because uh, if you're not going to be saving me, then then how can you be called that? Kisaralagi. Um, Okay, and uh, what is the verse, the Shikshastaka verse? Ayi Nanda Tanucha King Karam Hatitam Mam Vishame Bhavamudo Kripaya Tabaka Jasita Guli Sadrishantaya. It's a request, please consider me. Please consider me as a speck of duli. We have different words for dust. <laughs> duli, hara duli, um, but also raja. <coughs> so you'll hear of braj raj. Yesterday, we experienced lots of grudge, grudge. <clears throat> the dust of grudge. Not raja, but grudge. <clears throat> and speaking of, uh, oh, so in that verse, I. <clears throat> So I'm a king kara. What's a king kara? A servant. A servant. One who says what to do. King kara. And Baba uh, Ambuddha. I'm in this ocean of Baba. Not Baba, but Baba. I want to get to Baba, <laughs> right? <clears throat> we want to uh, experience, we want to be absorbed in Baba of Krishna. Um, Krishna, Baba, Namrita, the, the expression Krishna consciousness, Prabhupada coined, uh, is his translation of Krishna Bhavanamrita. <coughs> Krishna Bhavana Amrita. Anyway. So and I was another thought I had this morning amongst so many random thoughts as I allowed my mind <laughs> to wander. 
chanting. Was a thought about chanting. Lord Chaitanya says, Cheto Darpanam Arjanam. First phrase of the first verse. What does that mean? Is that stretching or raising your hand? <laughs> yes. Cleansing the mirror of the heart. Yeah. So we might think of different physical activities of cleansing, you know, scrubbing, cleaning, scraping, chiseling. <laughs> um, the, the image that came to my mind this morning is uh, you're in a car and it's raining, so you are driving, so you want to be able to see through the windshield, so you turn on the, the windshield wipers. So chanting is like that. Uh, the rain is coming. And so the chanting is has to be constant <laughs> to keep it clear because the rain of material existence, the rain of distracting thoughts is there constantly. And so we have to constantly clear so that we can see Who was telling me that uh, this time? Anyway, there's often it, it'll be the case of in Indian cars that the windshield wiper won't work. <laughs> Were you telling me? So the, who was it? Was it? <coughs> yeah, he was doing with his head, driving at the <laughs> With the hand, just. But that was in the 90s, I don't do that now. They have good cars. <laughs> because cars are a bit better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Actually, Prabhupada, that's. Uh, Prabhupada and a couple of devotees, where were they? The, the horn didn't work the car. So, uh, what was it? They had a, a gong, I think. <laughs> so Prabhupada, was it Prabhupada himself or one of the devotees? They would hold it out the window. I missed uh, the gathering yesterday um, uh, at uh, yesterday afternoon with Burijan Prabhu at Govardhan Valley. Some of you were there? Yes. 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 <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, would you like to report something from that event? This microphone is here. Uh, yes, Vijay Keshe. Uh, 
Hare Krishna. So first it started um, to turning off our mobile phones <laughs> in order to just listen the all different sounds of Govardhan <clears throat> Hill. It was very nice and another thing which uh, I remember was to close eyes, um, hold the hands to prayer and pray to Piraj yeah. silently and express uh, glorification and also our deepest spiritual desires. Yes. So it was a very intimate moment and good opportunity to be sincere and honest. Thank you. Did uh, when you made your prayer, did Giriraj listen? Um, I hope he did. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. Burja Prabhu said what seems to be obvious that Govardhan is a person. And that was kind of enlightenment for me in that moment. And when later Prabhu asked to pray to him, to say some words to him, uh, I had still this uh, thought in my mind that he is a person and it was easier for me to do this. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. So what, what do you think? Was Giriraj listening to your prayer? I, I had many prayers. <laughs> you had a whole list, a whole shopping list. <laughs> Maybe he had to think about it and I hope he will uh, answer me you know, before I will leave. <laughs> Before you leave here. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you'll have to go again and say, so I submitted my request, so. Yes. Uh, I think that this uh, this song that we are singing uh, to Lord, this one to Lord uh, is kind of you know giving courage to do so because Dharata uh, Prasthakur is as you said challenging Goranga. Uh, For me, the best part was uh, when um, His Grace Burijan Prabhu invited us to introduce ourselves to Giriraj uh -huh. and to share our lives to Him. 
and uh, I never did that. Uh, whenever I'm here, just try to pray, try to ask for something, but I never introduced myself to him, uh, even though I tried to get to know him, but I never said who I am, what, I, what is my life, what, what, what trouble, what, uh, um, what kinds of stuff happened in our life. So when I did that, I felt like that, I don't know, now he knows me more. <laughs> so he might listen instead of, yeah, you talk, you, you walk up to someone, you start talking with them, they kind of after a while say, uh, excuse me, but who are you? Krishna, <laughs> 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 yes, it was a, a wonderful experience to again introduce ourselves um, to Govardhan. I would like to share a few points from uh, his, uh, his great Bolivian Prabhu's talk. Um, first, the fun one, he said that Govardhan is the original rock star. <laughs> um, he said, what pleases Govardhan the most? What pleases Govardhan the most is from the background to assist other devotees in their devotional service. And then one devotee asked a, a very nice and I would say also for us useful uh, question. Um, when we go back to our homes, how to stay in this mood in which we are, in the holy down, how to remember go down and hold down. And Bhujan Prabhu told that uh, listening recordings of the classes which we heard here, he recommended taking as many mental pictures as possible. Um, and he said that we should always miss being in Vrindavan. Um, always feel like we miss. Yeah, always feel that we, that we miss uh, Vrindavan. And uh, it was such a wonderful experience to listen from Bhujan Prabhu from Mahatma Prabhu who also lived some years in Vrindavan from uh, persons who do have relationship with the Holy Dham. And Bhujan Prabhu was speaking how material world is that these places, Holy Dham, are alive and they can reciprocate. They're alive and they can reciprocate. That's nice. Thank you. Um, any other of the gents want to share something? If you were there. <coughs> something Vikram mentioned yesterday. Who was it? He was talking with. Um, Someone, the, the question came how to share um, Vrindavan with others outside of Vrindavan. And the answer was live here for a longer time. <laughs> so you can, you will naturally invite and then you will want to, you will be able to carry. Outside, which is what Shiva Prabhupada 
I can't say the same in my case. Maybe I have to start spending more time here. Raj Bihari Prabhu is nodding. Okay, nice, thank you. So, um, we can continue with some discussion of Shiva Bhakti Thakur's Harinam and Chintamani. And uh, we <laughs> We're jumping around. You're going away. Don't don't go. Okay. <laughs> At least don't go before I express my thanks to you, because I don't know if I'll get a chance later. Because we're coming to the end of our retreat, and uh, so I want to thank you for. You came all the way from the Wild West. We're so happy that you came, Maharaj, and so happy that we had the opportunity to serve all these wonderful devotees. It's really, uh, as, as uh, we were hearing, uh, the nicest thing to do uh, to please Govardhan is to serve his devotees. So I'm really happy that we're really happy we were able to serve the devotees here and I hope that they can overlook our shortcomings and remember all the long comings. <laughs> oh, long comings. That's a new word. I like that. Long comings, shortcomings, long comings. Shortcomings, long goings? <laughs> yeah. So, I also I think, yes. I think it's really special because you uh, you chose to have a longer retreat, uh -huh. and I think that that you know it was like ten days, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that that it's it's uh, the mercy of Gopal Giriraj and association of you and other devotees that goes deeper in that longer period of time. It soaks in more. <laughs> Yeah, well, my, my thought was kind of practical devotees. It's, it's a major, major action uh, for devotees to come here. Uh, so since they're coming, let's, let's spend a bit more time. So we thank you for bringing the devotees here and for coming. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. No, we thank you. Swan eat swan world out there. It's a swan eat swan oh. world out there. It's a swan. Instead of a dog eat dog world, it's a swan. It's a swan. Do, do swans eat swans? Okay, we're getting silly. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much, Brajvi Hari Prabhu Ki Yeah. No, I didn't want to make you stay. Some Hari Nam Chintamani.
<clears throat> so, uh, as I said, we've been jumping around. We jumped right into the 12th chapter, which had to do with the, the issue of inattention. In, uh, on, on the road, sometimes you'll see, you, you won't see it in English, you'll see it in Hindi, or, um, you'll see you see the word sabdan. Sabadana is the Sanskrit with attention. So they're saying, you know, watch out. <clears throat> and uh, the the aparada that is discussed in chapter twelve is apadana, lack of attention. Or un, I think it says unavadana. That's it, unavadana. So inattention. Then we went back uh, to the offense of considering the holy name as being one of many ritual of so many ritualistic activities. We discussed briefly, but now I want to jump further back, further forward, whatever it is, to chapter thirteen. Which Bhaktivinoda calls Aham Mama Baba Aparadha, the Aparadha of having the Baba, the mood of Aham Mama. And first he quotes from the Padmapurana Shudvapi Nama Mahatmya. Ya priti rahito adamaha aham mamadi paramonamni so api aparadakrit. One who has heard the glories of the transcendental holy name of the Lord, but Nevertheless, continues in a materialistic concept of life, thinking, I am this body and everything belonging to this body is mine. Aham mama iti. Aham mama iti. And does not show respect and love for the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. That is an offense. Um, <coughs> So the positive thing, what we're after, is um, is priti. That's in the verse. And priti rahita um, would be de devoid, uh, lack of priti, lack of affection, lack of love, mm. respect, and love in this translation. Um, yeah, so, aham mameti, this is the problem. <laughs> and uh, we understand this is identified very much with the uh, technical term ahamkara. Right? Ahamkara is sometimes translated as false ego. I read uh, a bit of a one modern commentary on um, 
Patanjali Yoga Sutras, and the person gave a very interesting analogy for the false ego, that there's some area of land, maybe there's some trees, and it's, it is what it is, it's just there. And then a dog comes along and passes urine on this tree and then on that tree and then on next to that tree and that bush. And in this way the dog is defining a territory that other dogs will recognize, uh-huh, this is somebody, this, this area belongs to some, somebody, I better watch out or it might be a fight. <laughs> So the false ego is like the dog going around chalking out <coughs> its territory. So we, we do that. We're chalking out all kinds of territory um, by identifying ourselves in, in any number of ways that we do. And we... we we want to assert that our ourselves as being, I am this and I possess this. And, and by this we then identify ourselves. So in the, in the analogy, the, the land minus the dog uh, with some trees and whatever, it's like, um, it, it's, it's material nature, we might want to say spiritual nature in which we come and spoil it with our, <laughs> with our ahamkara urine. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't needed, there was no need for this uh, arrangement of the dog. But we come and we think, no, there has to, I have to define my space like this. So we're constantly doing this in something. And that is a hankara. And that gets in the way of pure chanting of the holy name. Uh, so again, the analogy I think I gave just before you came in Rajmihari was um, we have the Cheto Darpana Marjana analogy of polishing the mirror, but I was thinking about this in terms of seeing clearly, and we need to constantly we need to constantly be connected with Krishna and the analogy I thought of was the windshield wipers on uh, on a car when, when it's raining. It's raining, the rain is coming, it's obscuring the view, you're trying to drive forward. Unless the glass is cleared, you're not going to see clearly. It could be dangerous. Uh, and the, so you have the windshield wiper, and it's going and going and going and going. And the, the rain is coming. 
sometimes the rain can be very strong, so you turn the windshield wipers up to the highest speed. Okay. Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur first glorifies Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gadadhar Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, who is the life of Janavadi. I think that's significant. It's kind of a tangent from the discussion, but um, devotees are not aware so much that um, the uh, this, the initiating guru of Shilamakti Thakur, uh, what was his name? Vipin Bihari Goswami, uh, was in a line of gurus going back to Janata Devi. And there are, at least there's one song, there's more than one song where. Um, Bhaktivinoda is acknowledging uh, this connection. He doesn't mention his guru directly, as I remember, but he mentions this connection to Janavan, Janavanadi, and he's, he prays to her. So here he's remembering Nityananda, the life of Janavanadi. He praises Advaita Acharya, the husband of Sita, and glories to all the devotees of the Lord. And then he continues, because this is a discussion of Srila uh, Haridas Thakur with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Haridas Thakur says, Please hear, O Lord, of the lowest offense. When this offense is present, pure love for the Holy Name will not arrives. So, um, <clears throat> the Bengali of that was, well, first of all, Prema, Preme Gada Gada Haridasa Mahashoy. So, with his voice choked, Prem with love, Preme Gada Gada. Um, Haridas is in an intense emotional mood as he's speaking the Harinama Chantana. Shuno Prabhu e aparada sarva adama the word adama is there uh, meaning lowest in this context you can say e doshe name prema nahoi utgama so dosha, which is, I always have to remind the bodies, is different from a dosa. <laughs> a dosa is a very nice South Indian preparation. Uh, rice pancake, very thin, very nice. That's a dosa. But a dosha, a dosha is a fault. A dosha Name prema, uh, prema nahoi utkama. There will not be the arising of prema as long as there is this offense which is adama. 
what is Adonai? Yeah, it can mean something like without position, without, there's no, no, without position, without standard. <clears throat> then he uh, reviews the six principles of Sharanagati. We won't, we won't linger on this, but, um, What is it? Anu, uh, sankalpa pratikulyas. An, Anukulyasya sankalpa. Pratikulyasya varjanam rakshishyati tivishasa. Rikshash. Rikshash. Rikshashiti. Rakshishyati. That's what I'm trying to say. Why don't you say Rakshishyati. Iti, Vishvasa, uh, having the faith. I mentioned, focus a little on this. Bhaktivinoda says this is the core. This is the core of uh, the Sharanagati process of the six elements of surrender, is thinking or having the faith being condensed. Vishvasa, Rakshishati, the Lord will protect Which comes back to the point I was making earlier about Patita. Fallen in one sense, yes, there may be more or less fallen, but anyone with a material body is, we're, we're in this world of birth and death, and we're all facing the same, the same the same cliff that we're all going to get pushed off of one day. We're all lined up, you know. There's there's a path and there's a there's a, a drop, <laughs> and we're all one after another. We're getting pushed off the cliff. Rakshishati, um, Krishna will protect me little in advance of where we're going this afternoon. <clears throat> we can anticipate we'll have darshan and singade in the temple. Um, what was Prahlad Maharaj, what was his meditation as he was being thrown off a cliff? We talked about this the other day. Namo Brahmanya Devaya Go Brahmananitaya Jagadaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Vishnu Purana. He's, he's flying through the air with the greatest of ease, we say in English. <laughs> and what is he doing? He's offering one prayer after another after another, which includes this prayer. And then the Lord catches him uh, in his form according to the uh, the priests at uh, the Singhachalam temple in India, the deity there is a combined form of Singha and Varaha. And Varaha scoops up. So, yeah, so 
Paramahatma Singh is there and Prahlad is sailing through the air with the greatest heavens. <clears throat> the devotee thinks here's an Okay, going on. Uh, some more reflection. Bhaktivinoda seems to really like to uh, elaborate about the feeling of being fallen. Have you noticed many of the songs? We've been online, we've been going through uh, one after another the songs. We went through the entire Sharanagati collection, we've been working gradually through the Kalyana Kalpaturu collection. And he really gets into this about being, I am so fallen. And one song we recently uh, went through, discussed, sang, was quite interesting in that in the same quite short song, he speaks about being the most fallen and hoping and anticipating <coughs> to be taken up by the Lord and to be engaged in intimate service. <laughs> you know, I'm the most fallen, please engage me in, you know, fanning you and offering you tampuba and like that. Very interesting. But here he says, I am poor and penniless. Penniless. Of all persons, I am the most worthless, like a pile of ashes. <laughs> no one is more fallen and unfortunate. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, a, it's like that here. The next verse, he says, I am always a servant in Lord Krishna's household. By Lord Krishna's wish, I am engaged in various activities. And then, connected to the theme of uh, this chapter, this Aham Mameti problem, he says, renouncing all thoughts of, I am the doer, I am the giver, I am the protector, this is my body, this is my house. These are my children. This is my wife. I am a Brahmana. I am a Shudra. I am a father. I am a husband. I am a king. I am a subject. I am the protector of my children. <laughs> the surrendered soul rests his thoughts in Lord Krishna. Instead, he thinks. So now the positive. Krishna is doer. Only by Krishna's wish does someone become powerful. Let's see if I can find this in the end of this is kind of One moment, bear with me. Sharanapati. He calls it Sharanapati. There's Sharanagati, Sharanapati. Ahamte, Arujitaha. Mm. Mm. 
see. Ami? Yeah. No. Yes, no. Okay. Ami Karta, Ami Data. Data. I am a giver. <clears throat> I am a giver. I look at look at me. I am so generous. <clears throat> Ami Karta, I'm a doer. Ami Data, I'm a giver. Ami Palaita, I'm protector. Etc. Okay, I won't linger on that. Um, so we always want to know. All right, there is this uh, this operand. So what's the cure? What's the what's the solution? Well, first he says, anyone who, with a sincere heart, surrenders to the Lord is a great soul. Uh, <laughs> and then the opposite, he says, anyone who does not surrender in these six ways is the lowest of persons. <laughs> Making the mistake of thinking in terms of I and mine. He is worthless like a pile of ashes. <laughs> so, now at this point we might say, well, okay, so I want to be, I want to be a Mahatma, I don't want to be a Dura. <clears throat> so that means I have to have a sincere heart and surrender in these six ways. I have to do that. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, now I'm doing it. So now I'm a great soul. Anybody notice how great I am? Whoops. <laughs> and we're slipping back, isn't it? <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's a tricky thing. Hmm. Look at me, I'm surrendered. Mm, yes, look at you. <laughs> oh, he, he really goes on about this uh, condition of thinking of Aham Mama. Aham Mama. I am the protector, I give shelter, this is my wife, this is my brother, these are my daughters, these are my sons. There was that uh, episode, Prabhupada was with a few, a few of his disciples, I believe it was in Mumbai, they were at the home of a life member, one of these, uh, some are very wealthy, wealthy life member, and um, the head of the household, they're all very pious people. The head of the household was introducing his family. One happened, there was an extended family. This is my wife, this is... Uh, it was going, you know, wife, daughter, son, another daughter, another son, uh, wife's is uh, so many family members. And then they, 
I guess they all left the room, and Prabhupada said under his breath to his disciples, sort of like he's expressing what is uh, the head of the household actually saying. It was kind of a shocking thing, Prabhupada said. This is my sex life. <laughs> Yeah. They were all brahmacharis, I think, so he's making a point. I earn money. Because of my efforts, all I do turns out well in this way. All becomes good. So he's giving these as examples of people thinking, I and I. <clears throat> they are very proud of what they think they know. That's interesting. Of course, this is especially a disease of uh, the scholars. Uh, in the university, everyone is kind of um, <clears throat> what's the word? Everyone is strutting around. You know the word strut. <coughs> To strut is to walk proudly. So everyone's kind of strutting about thinking, I know so much about this topic or that topic. topic. And they're displaying their knowledge <laughs> to others. So that's also. Um, He says, they may have elaborate knowledge of various skills or crafts. But because of their impious deeds, they do not know that the Supreme Lord controls everything. Hearing the glories of the Holy Name, they do not believe them. But even if they don't, uh, he says, sometimes they will chant, they will still mention the holy name. And even, he says, even if they speak the name of Krishna without respect, their utterance of the holy name brings them some pious credit. <laughs> That's why devotees like, devotees are happy when um, when people chant in a joking way or any way that they chant Hare Krishna. Especially here in India, when they see the Western devotees, people, people smile and they will say, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna. Selfie. Selfie, selfie. <laughs> or selfish. Yeah, I was asked once in Mayapur by some family, they ran up to me with a phone. Selfish? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, here we go. The way to renounce this fault. Do you want to know how to renounce this fault, this dosha? No? Yes. No. no, I like this fault. I like to. Thinking that Lord Krishna is one's only wealth. One should worship Lord Krishna's feet. Let's see if we can find the Bangla. It's kind of sweeter in Bangla. Here we go. Niskinchanabhave bhaje Sri Krishna charana vishaya chadya kore nama shankirtana. So, Niskinchanabhave, in the mood of a Niskinchana. A Kinchana, Niskinchana. We know this. Kinchana is this. Um, the, the question word kim, what, and kan. And the answer is kinchana something. And a kinchana is without something, without anything, or niskinchana something. So niskinchana um, Then say sayi. Okay. Say sarujane. Andeshiya tara shango koribe shebibe chadi vishaye tera. What is it? Vishaya taranga. Okay. Vishaya taranga. Okay, let's see what translation that would be. Turning away from the waves of sense pleasure. One should seek out saintly devotees, associate with them, and serve them. I mean, this is a this is a refrain through this whole <coughs> book of um, Chintamani. Seek out the association of saintly devotees and associate with them. The waves of sense gratification. Um, we talked briefly about this the other day. There's uh, six kinds of unsteady, unsteadiness, anishtata, bhakti, and the last of them is called taranga rangini, enjoying the waves. Enjoying the waves, enjoying uh, the benefits, the side benefits, the the um, what's the word? Um, the extras, the, and the perks. Yeah, that's it. Enjoying the perks of devotion. Uh, so, Bhaktinoda Thakur says, "Andeshiyatara Shanga Koriveshevive Chadi Vishaya Taranga." Yeah, Vishaya Taranga. The waves. The taranga, the the tsunami, 
There's a constant wave. The, the rain is always coming. We have to keep huh? the, the windshield wipers going <laughs> to clear. So we can have the clear vision. What's the reality? What's the real situation? Where am I really? I'm in this material world. Watch out. There's danger when you're driving. There's other cars. There's trucks. There's uh, all sorts of dangers. Krame krame namen mati hoide shangar aham aham ta mamanta jove maya hobe par. Gradually, gradually, one's thoughts will be fixed in the holy name. One will go beyond Maya, beyond the realm of I and mine. Bhaktivinotakura is very positive. Gradually, gradually, one's thoughts will be fixed on the holy name. So, I'm always calling attention to <clears throat> Mahatma Prabhu's little book of affirmations, Japa affirmations. I saw it, he has it available. If you don't have his little book, Japa affirmations, and if you still have a few rupees left, <laughs> uh, I highly recommend his book. It's very nice. It's affirmations. What is an affirmation? An affirmation is a positive statement in the present tense, which even if it's not true, you hear by, by making the affirmation, you're opening yourself to a possibility that otherwise your mind was closed to. Your mind was telling you, it's not like this, I'm not attracted to the holy name, I'm not, etc., etc., everything negative, all of which just gets reinforced and becomes a, a program of self-defeat. <coughs> There's, he now also has a t-shirt available with one of his affirmations. When I chant, I chant. <laughs> oh, you're there. Okay, I hear all. <laughs> when I chant, I chant, yeah. <clears throat> when I chant, I do everything but chant. <laughs> Yeah, so, so Bhaktivinotakura is giving the example. He's already, long before Mahatma Prabhu, <laughs> he's, he's giving affirmations. Gradually, gradually, one's thoughts will be fixed in the holy name. And the next line, he says, hearing the glories of the holy name, one will turn away from thoughts of I and mine. One will become a surrendered devotee. 
Anybody up for that? Anybody interested? No? So let's see, it was Krame Krame Nami, and then Namer Mahatmya Shuni Aham Mama Bhava Chadya Sharanagati Bhaktir Shobhav. The Svabhava, the very nature of Bhakti, <coughs> um, will manifest. The very character, the very nature of bhakti. <clears throat> and yes, one more verse here. They who surrender to the holy name are great souls. Chanting Lord Krishna's holy name, they attain the great treasure of love for Lord Krishna. Prema, Maha, Madonna. And verse Bengali is Namer Sharanagata J. Mahajan Krishna Makori Hai Prema Mahadan. Haya means to gain. <clears throat> so Krishna Makori Kore means doing. Um, it, it's from you know all the all the different forms of the verb to do, to act, to make. Karma means to, is action. Um, so all of that. Krishna nama kore when doing Krishna nama. Pi one gets. What does one get? Prema mahadana. <clears throat> Dana means wealth, <coughs> and uh, Mahadana means great wealth. So Prema Mahadana. It's an um, it's an affirmation. <clears throat> okay, so that's cool, isn't it? What do you think? Is it possible? Shambhavi? Is it possible to reach this? I'm, uh, as as Bhakti Tirta Maharaj many years ago in Mayapur was uh, giving the Bhagavatam class. Thousand devotees in the room. And he was really, really on a roll. I mean, he was really preaching. He was shouting. Uh, what was he shouting? I don't remember. I just remember he was shouting. But it was, you know, we got to straighten up and fly right kind of a message he was giving. Let's do it right. Let's spread this mission. Let's be devotees. He was shouting. And then at one point, he, for a moment, he stopped and he said softly, he said, don't mind me, I'm just preaching to myself. <laughs> and then it continued. <laughs> it was very sweet. <clears throat> yeah. Any thoughts, reflections on this 
this idea of, what about this idea of affirming uh, the possibilities? We, we, we wake up in the morning, we start chanting our rounds, and we look at our watch and say, okay, I've got this much time, I'm going to do this. You know, and, and it, it's, there's not a whole lot of sense of urgency of this is it, of I, I now have this fantastic opportunity. That may be there in the background. Yeah, we heard something in a seminar in a, in a Java retreat. Um, how to bring all of that forward and make it have a sense of uh, sense of urgency and a sense of possibility. Urgency sometimes sounds too much like, "Oops, uh, I'm really a, in a, in a state of fear. If I don't do this, then in Bhaktivinodak or elsewhere, Jagadharma, he, he talks. He, he explains." No, maybe in this uh, Chaitanya Shikshamrita, there's religion based on fear, there's religion based on hope, uh, there's uh, religion based on duty, and there's bhakti. Right? There's fear is the lowest, then hope, you pray to get things. And we, we, we talked about that, we heard about that, that that's a kind of uh, betrayal, betrayal of the heart. Uh, then there's uh, duty, I'm doing, that's much of what Krishna is preaching to Arjuna, this is your duty, just do it. Uh, and then there's bhakti which is beyond all of that. And bhakti, we can say, now we're going from religion to spirituality. Um, so how do, we, how do we get there on the bhakti level? That's what Bhakti Thakur is encouraging us to do. Any reflections on any of this so far? Yes, French more. I'm just reading. <laughs> but yes. Thank you so much for helping us remember this and In this retreat, I was trying something before my japa. I was reading Rupa Goswami's Namashtakam every morning before chanting. And then, since you were also talking about affirmations, I was reflecting on how it is also like an affirmation. Um, well, an affirmation is, I guess, basically a tool to break the psychological obstacles we have and break the thoughts um, we have about ourselves, how we will do certain things, um, sometimes unconscious thoughts. And I really like how um, in Namaskar Rupa Goswami first glorifies the holy name, and then um, 
He's like, even if you are chanted once, you destroy all the. If you even if you are chanted once um, sincerely, you destroy all the um, uh, all the terrible uh, pains of uh, of a person. And then he says, um, and you destroy the past karma of the person. And then he remembers Krishna, and then uh, he says. Uh, then he starts to glorify the holy name, uh, but again, always reminding us the effect on holy name on us. Like you destroy all the pains of a person, uh, and then he says, "But you are also a festival in Gokula, uh, and then you give, you uh, throw the person into an ocean of bliss, uh, and then he prays, please appear in my tongue with this." Um, with this pleasure of chanting. So I will, I really like how he was uh, saying, even if you are chanted once, sincerely, you have these effects. And then um, he prepares psychology and then he prays, uh, please appear in my time. Uh, please give me this pleasure of chanting. He's addressing the holy name throughout the Namastic, right? Yes, yes, he's yeah. addressing the holy name. And then elsewhere, even though, okay, one name is great, but then elsewhere, where is it? He, the famous verse where he's expressing a longing to have not two ears and one tongue, but countless ears and tongues to relish because the potential uh, to relish is there because the name is relishable <laughs> unlimitedly and so he expresses in that way if I just had more ears <laughs> and more tongues then I could really relish so he's suggesting by that <clears throat> the, the potential is or it's all there in the name uh, and if only we could access it. Um, okay, let's take Munishwar first and then Jai Chaganam. Um, yeah, I just had an interesting thought when you brought up this analogy with a, with a dog in the territory. <laughs> So in the Canadian native tradition, they're saying something like, I was the, the less footprints you leave behind in your life, the more successful is or was your life. Huh. So which is pretty much the opposite of our Western tradition, right? I was here. I was so here. Yeah. <laughs> you can sometimes see that, but I was here. I was on the wall, which is pretty interesting. So, yeah, kind of interesting that they have that there. I mean, we're, we're passing here on so many trees. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I wanted to ask, or say, when we ask ourselves why we're not advancing, or we ask our gurus and teachers why we're not advancing, the answer that we get is offenses. Which is what we're also hearing about in Boston Core. And I believe that's the right answer. And it's the standard answer also. 
that we hear from our teachers and from ourselves. And so because it's the standard answer, it has also become like a really convenient excuse not to examine ourselves so deeply. Because we already have an answer. All its offenses. And then, when will I get over offenses? When will that baby mine? Yeah. Whatever. And we don't really... Like I how they how they say I've not experienced a culture anywhere within our sanghas that we're like deeply examining or exploring the question why we're not advancing, at least as a communal conversation. I'm sure there are many devotees who do it personally. Um, so I guess my question is Yeah, I guess my question is how do you understand or see the value of self-examination and how do we do that without being like um, without our knowledge of like the structure of advancement like blocking our ability to self-examine i don't know if that makes sense like we know there's bhajana kriya there's anishita bhajana kriya there's nishita bhajana kriya and then after that there's you know between the two there's a national riti so there's, there's like a whole map. Yeah, so because of our knowledge of the whole structure of development, it almost hijacks our ability to be really self-reflective because we already know where we're at and where we're going. So I don't have to think about it that much for myself. I'm, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> right, right. And uh, there's a mountain. And there's a way up the mountain, but I'm at the bottom of the mountain, Haribo. And I know if I just chant Hare Krishna, and you know, the Anarchists will go, and then I'll make a class manager. It's like very standard. And, and we're very eager to show others how, how much we know about the details of the map. Right. Yeah, there's this, there, here are all the signposts. <laughs> So, yeah, what would, I guess my question is, what is your, how do we examine ourselves without our knowledge of the structures of advancement actually blocking our ability to self-reflect and see where we need to really put effort so that we might actually develop? Yeah. Sometimes I think, um, for myself, the way to kind of get real about where I am is to picture myself um, alone in a room with Srila Prabhupada and Prabhupada is looking up and saying, so? <laughs> and I'm trying to explain myself, yes, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing the other thing. And, uh, and he's saying, Yes, so. <laughs> uh, so, but your question is why? What is, what is stopping us from that? What is stopping is, uh, it's a certain negative momentum perhaps, and a certain um, belief in a promise that if I just keep going, even if I am actually just going in circles <laughs> instead of climbing, uh, if I just keep going. Uh, we had a kind of a mantra 
years ago in Germany when distributing books on the streets and it was really tough sometimes. Then we'd express our frustration to the other devotees and uh, the answer was always einfach weitermachen, which means just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Uh, there was another mantra, and that was, das ist nur dein Geist. <laughs> it's just your mind. <laughs> um, so we tend to, we tend to then take shelter of those kind of mantras. Okay, I'll just keep going. Because there is some truth to it, um, but it's also true that we need to stop at some point and say, yes, but really, yeah, but okay, but really, what do I do? What should I be not thinking? What is it that uh, is inhibited, is preventing me from, from moving forward? What are the habits of my mind that I need to break out of? It's, it's a, I don't, I don't think I have a, a, a clear and definite answer beyond what Bhaktivinoda gives, associate with devotees. Um, because it's, it's kind of, we're trying to jump over our shadow, isn't it? So, maybe the point is not to try to jump over the shadow, but to acknowledge the shadow. And maybe this is where we're, uh, where we're missing the, missing the point, is we have these ideals that are way, way up there, and we say, yeah, that's where I'm going, that's where I'm going. Oh, but I've got all these shadows. No, I'll just ignore them. Maybe instead of ignoring, it's about acknowledging it. Okay, that's there, and that's there, and that's there. Recognizing, and coming back to the analogy of the map, uh, seeing where you really are. If you want to get from point A to point B, you need to first know where you really are on the map before you can go. So it's about being honest, self-honest about where am I. And I mean, truth be told, sometimes I look at that map and I see I'm not even on the map. <laughs> it's like every day I have to start all over again. <laughs> so these are my thoughts. Something further on that? <laughs> yes, Ramadan. Yeah, at this point, I, I think we are missing a self-dialogue because we have the culture now in our society to um, kind of, it's more a monologue. We are trained to shut up and listen. And even if we are walking on the map, as we did sometime, I mean, here in the Maricron, everybody before ourselves, we chanting, 
but we, we, we don't have a dialogue. So we, we cannot really express, we, 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 we miss to express ourselves and maybe our, what is what association of the Buddhism, in my understanding, means, and as Uba Goswami says in the next of instruction that we have to reveal our hearts. But as we as we are with ourselves, even in a group, we are afraid to addressing points because we think maybe it's offensive, maybe it's it's not what I'm meant to be as a devotee. Maybe you know, so even if we have free time, we see many devotees, you know, immediately plugging the ears to listen to the next the next monologue. And because we don't have this, uh, we don't have this tradition amongst each other to communicate. We also not trained to communicate with ourselves. And then, as you said, something comes up and say, "Oh, it's just the mind. Don't listen." But sometimes it may be good to allow even the mind to also reflect. But I think the mind is not always a bad guy. Maybe sometimes it tells us also something what. Maybe we should reflect on it, and even if we then find out it's it's irrelevant, but still this question was there, and we have to find out where this question comes from. Yeah. So <coughs> it wasn't really a question; it was more a thought on this um, thought of change. Yeah, or dialogue, dialogue with others, with ourselves, and that leads me, since our time is coming to an end this morning to another plug, another reminder, remember, um, please, that uh, we all are going to uh, have out of this retreat a kind of tangible, aside from our personal uh, realizations and what we're taking with us, within us, we want to have a sort of tangible product in the form of a book which we all want to write something for. And I was mentioning the other day, one possible way for you to write is in the form of a dialogue. It can be a very, it can be fun actually to write, like a drama or... Um, since you brought that up, I thought this could be something you could consider. And um, I'm also thinking of dialogue because, you know me, sometimes I read things other than our shastras. <laughs> so, I know you don't do this. <laughs> but one, uh, I, I started reading a downloaded free sample <laughs> of a Kindle book which I may actually get the whole book. It's a collection of writings from one anthropologist from the mid-20th century. Very interesting. And one section, uh, he's, he's written dialogues with his daughter. And they're, they're fascinating. Um, they're philosophical discussions. And it's, it's like he yeah, has a young daughter. I think it's not just... Uh, recording what actually was said, but he kind of makes it like that. So it's, uh, Daddy, Daddy, why is it that everything is, becomes such a muddle? She uses the word muddle. Muddle means a mess. 
Daddy, daddy, why does everything become a muddle? So then that becomes the whole discussion of, well, what do you mean by a muddle? And what is your idea of muddle as opposed to someone else's idea of muddle? And in this way, it becomes a kind of, kind of Socratic uh, discourse. But anyway, I'm just mentioning that it, it can be a nice way. Yes, uh, and your daughter is always asking questions. Yes, thank you, my <laughs> Just a thought that came with this discussion also that, uh, like, our alertness can also be helpful. Uh, like, if we if we self-analyze and see that we are actually just on the bottom of this mountain and we have so, like, if we, like, if we are honest and we see where we really are, then this um, like low position can be an impetus for being even more like desperate. Yes, when we realize where am I? Ah, no, I can't stay here. Right. Thank you. Uh, yes, Mahindra, and then we'll end. Thank you very much. Wait. Oh, wait. Thank you very much. Only a short technical question, please, to our writing. Uh, what should be the minimum? What we should write on the maximum? That minimum, maximum length. Yeah. Well, minimum, there's no minimum, really, if you want to write a, a haiku. Uh, poem that's five, what is it? Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, plus. <laughs> I have a godbrother who writes, he has a whole book of Krishna Leela in haiku form. It's really nice. Um, no minimum. Maximum, I think, will keep with what we did on the previous um, book of devotees' writings of 1,200 words, 1,200 words. Hmm. Unless you're really on a roll. Basically, the idea is um, to keep it compact and focused, not rambling. And it's not, how to say this, we need to find a, a, a balance it's easy to write indulgent writing, self-indulgent, where you're just talking about yourself. I, me, and mine. I am so fallen. I am all this and I am all that. And oh, oh, how fallen I am. Um, unless you can do it in a nice way like Bhakti Notak, where then it can become a kind of, like I was saying, the devotees said, Prabhupada, I'm the most fallen. You're, you're not so special. <laughs> so, making something uh, substantial and not just dragging on and on. It's sort of, it's good when you write to be thinking of different readers, and one of these readers is kind of an impatient one who says, so what's your point? 
you know, they've read the first paragraph and they're already impatient. All right, but what's your point? <laughs> so it's good to think like that. Okay. Shila Prabhupada ki Shilavatinotakurki, Lord Raymond,